Hello and welcome to The Sens Review, episode number three, Saturday, August 8th. Uh, got a very exciting episode for you today. Uh, we've actually got some Sens news, uh, and we've got a few series that have ended with some Canadian teams moving on. So let's get right into it. Uh, Sens news. Because the New York Islanders beat the Florida Panthers in a decisive 5-1 win, they're moving on to the next round, which means... We get this year's first-round pick, which also, in turn, means we've got three first-round picks. Do I hear some trades coming? I think so. I would like it. I, there was a TSN video on YouTube, and they uh, discussed the possibility of whichever team, which teams who win the first overall pick might end up trading it to a team like Ottawa, where they can trade the third and uh, fifth overall pick. Uh, I'm down for it, honestly. I think Alexi Lafreniere is that worth it. I think he would do wonders for a team like Ottawa. Uh, second piece of news today. The bottom seven teams have teamed up and proposed extending their training camps. So for those who don't remember, the bottom seven teams are Detroit, Buffalo, New Jersey, Los Angeles, uh, San Jose, Anaheim, and Ottawa. So I personally, I think it's a good idea. Uh, because you have all these teams, that, even in those who are eliminated in the qualifying round, so far they've had more hockey than uh, the bottom seven teams. And I, I think it's fair if they get an extra two weeks to practice and get warmed up and get into game shape, especially if it's a team like Buffalo, who are just on the cusp of the playoffs, uh, or so they believe, it, it could really damage their season. Uh, so I, I personally, I'm down. They're asking for an extra two weeks. Right now, the current uh, schedule for a training camp is supposed to start on November 17th. Uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's an excellent idea. So, that's it for Sens news. Uh, let's get it right into the West series. Uh, first, The first one we're going to talk about is Calgary versus Winnipeg. Uh, went to Game 4 with Calgary winning 4 nothing, getting the shutout. Uh, and they've knocked Winnipeg out of the series. And Calgary are moving on to the first round of the playoffs. So, two seconds in, a scrap. Milan Lucic with a uh, uh, another Winnipeg with a, or with a uh, with a Winnipeg player. Um, Devin Dubé for uh, Calgary pots in a rebound goal. Uh, he was he had a good game. You could see as the game goes on that he his confidence definitely grew. Uh, I thought on that play, it started with that play. But I saw later on as well that uh, Winnipeg's defense did look pretty bad. Like, there were multiple times where Calgary's offense were uh, kind of sneaking in and getting past them. And it just, there's a lot of rebounds, and no one was there to get rid of them. You know what I mean? So, I thought that was bad. But Monaghan, I thought, Sean Monaghan for Calgary, I thought was very noticeable in the first period. Uh, and later on, he does get rewarded. But uh, Cam Talbot who's been starting making the starts for Calgary and been doing really well, kind of had a resurgence of uh, his career. He did misplay the puck early on, but Matthew Kachuk, uh, Brady's brother, makes an excellent <laughs> save um, after Talbot's misplay. And then later on, near the end of the period, Sam Bennett scores a buzzer beater, uh, which was another rebound goal. Um... All right, hang on a second. You notice that Calgary's dominating, and they're dominating early. Uh, Dubé gets a breakaway chance, uh, and Hellebuck gets ridiculously lucky. 
Uh, I feel the past two games, I don't know if it has to do with defense or just Hellebuck, but he j it just hasn't been as good. St a lot of weak stuff's been getting by him, like the two rebound goals. Um, but, uh, uh, where was I going with that? I don't know, but he got super lucky. Uh, Devin Dubé shoots the puck, hits the post uh, low, right into Hellebuck's blocker. And he manages to make the stop. Super lucky, but that's about the last of the luck they'll get. Uh, e Nikolai Ehlers makes a nice chance uh, with a breakout pass given to him by former Ottawa Senator Dylan DeMello. Uh, nice pass to Ehlers, who uh, speeds in, gets in between the 2D, but can't score. And then later on for Winnipeg, Roslevic misses basically an empty net. I can't remember if it was a pass or a rebound, but either way, he gets the puck, tries to shoot it, and he misses wide. Uh, then, uh, leading up to the end, Talbot, he had the misplay earlier on, but he made some excellent sprawling saves. Sean Monaghan scores the first empty netter, getting reward for his excellent work. You could, you just heard his name in the highlights constantly, all game. He was in the play. And then, uh, Anderson scores the final empty netter, with Calgary winning, uh, 4-0, and winning the series 3-1. So, overall, um... I thought a few players really stood out uh, in this series. Um, Nikolai Ehlers for Winnipeg really stepped up. Uh, he had some great chances. He was sneak bit in this one, but he looked good. He stepped up in the absence of Shifley and uh, Line. Um, and then for that was the base nose. Uh, Hellebuck started out really well. I don't know if it was I can blame him or the defense, but either way, he was very noticeable for Winnipeg as well. And then Calgary. Uh, a surprise name was Milan Lucic. Actually, he was he he kind of had an offensive uh, resurgence. It, he was very noticeable on the score sheet, which was surprising, and he was still dropping the gloves. And he ended up getting some power play time as well because of his performance, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, and then Sean Monahan, he he was in the plays all the time. Uh, didn't hear much of Johnny Goudreau, which has been a complaint by a lot of Calgary fans. Um, but then I'd say the biggest, if I had to choose a first star for the series for Calgary, it would be Cam Talbot. Uh, he came up big. There was a bit of uh, concern in net for Calgary about who they go with, Riddick or um, Talbot. And so far, they've made. it looks like they've made the right choice with Talbot, who, as it turns out, is making the playoffs. Meanwhile, Edmonton isn't. We'll get to that later. Um... See, overall, I, I think most people wanted Winnipeg to win. They were definitely the underdogs. But I th and I think they had a chance to. I feel like they could have done it. But without Shifley and Line, it was just too much of uh, a dent made in their lineup. And Calgary, who on paper should have won, uh, did end up winning. Uh, so that was that series. Next, next, let's look at Vancouver versus Minnesota. All right, so there's two teams to, or sorry, not two teams. Obviously, there's two teams, two games to go over, uh, with Vancouver winning both of them uh, to make their first playoff appearance in a long time. So game three, uh, Vancouver won three nothing, getting the shutout with my boy Jakob Markstrom. Uh, but Minnesota stirred hard. Uh, there was lots of pressure. They led the shots. Markstrom looked sharp and for a long time kept Winnipeg, or not Winnipeg, sorry, Vancouver in it. Uh, Vancouver had a few shorthanded chances. Uh, I noticed Minnesota had a pretty good power play this series. 
Uh, Matt Dumba this game, holy moly. He was snake-bitten, but, man, he was in every play, almost every highlight. You heard his name, or he was on the ice. He looked really good. Alex Stalock had to make a sequence of saves. He's been really good this um, series as well, stepping in for Devin Dubnik, who's been out. Uh, Brock Besser scored a rebounded, backhanded goal on the power play. Again, Vancouver up one nothing early. Uh, Markstrom made an epic save on Eric Stahl, and then in the next uh, rush, made a big save on Galchenyuk as well, robbing him of a goal. Uh, and Vancouver scored a speedy goal, holy moly. Uh, I think it's Anton Roussel, uh, sped in. He stripped the puck and, uh, uh, yeah, sped in and beat Stalock with a backhand goal. That's two backhand goals, by the way. And so Vancouver's up 2 nothing. And then Alex Stalock made a huge sprawling save. It was really cool. He, like, jumped across. And it's almost like he had his glove under his belly and made the save there. It was really cool. Um... Ryan Hartman missed the puck. There's a loose puck kind of just in the crease, and he went to hit it, and it just went off the post. That's my kind of luck right there. And then finally, Elias Pettersson scored on a two-on-one, uh, which ended the game, basically, with Vancouver winning 3 nothing. Then in Game 4, Vancouver came up big and won 5-4 to four in overtime, uh, clinching the series. Uh, they had an early power play goal uh, for Minnesota by Coonan. Once again, Minnesota's power play looking dominant. Uh, it's I guess you can look at it as either when Vancouver's penalty kill isn't that good or Minnesota's power play is just that good. Uh, I'll leave that up to you. I thought Vancouver had some great passing plays. Um, and then Vancouver was dominating after that power play by Minnesota. They were dominating. And finally, Tanner Pearson scores because of it. Uh, Eric Stahl... Gets an excellent snipe on Jakob Markstrom, just over his shoulder. Uh, Louis Erickson, the $6 million man, gets a breakaway chance. Doesn't convert on it. Uh, Minnesota, uh, Erickson Eck uh, gets a goal, which gives them a two-goal lead. Uh, they're up 2 nothing, And then Vancouver scores an all-odd goal uh, to decrease the deficit by one. It, like, went right up. I don't even know who scored it, to be honest. It just kind of went straight up and then up again in and pushed in the net. And then, holy moly, Quinn Hughes. I'm a Quinn Hughes guy. I like Quinn Hughes. Um, he sniped a gorgeous goal uh, from the blue line, post and in. Beautiful snipe. Um, uh, Sturm scores uh, his first NHL goal for Minnesota. Didn't, I didn't know Minnesota had any rookies in the lineup, but he's, Alec, I think it's Nico Sturm. Yeah, Nico Sturm scores first NHL goal and puts Minnesota up 4-3. to three. And then Bo Horvat ties it with a pass from Tanner Pearson late in the game. Uh, and then the game goes to overtime, obviously, because it's 4-4. And then 11 seconds in, the Vancouver Canucks win it. And so Vancouver wins the series 3-2-1. Series overview, um... I was obviously cheering for Vancouver. They should have. They their offense was good enough that they should have won. And uh, kind of like, they're kind of like Winnipeg, where defense is in their strong suit. Like they've got some strong defensive players, but even then, like Quinn Hughes, he's a defenseman, but he's he specializes in offense almost. He's like he's an he looks like an offensive defenseman or a two way defenseman. But uh, Vancouver, 
uh, offense was definitely an edge, and then goaltending was up. Alex Daylock, I think, had a wonderful performance. He'd be my first star for Minnesota in this series. But, yeah, Markstrom kept Vancouver in a few games, and then their offense was just too fast, too young for Minnesota, and they ended up coming in clutch. Um, next up, we have Edmonton versus Chicago. So, so far, I mean, there's still time for Toronto, but so far, Edmonton is the only team uh, that's Canadian team that's been eliminated. But we'll get to that. So, game three, Chicago won four to three. Uh, Kirby Doc hit the post early on. Then Ole Mattis scores his first of the game uh, with Kirby Doc screening. Doc, not necessarily getting on the score sheet, but definitely showing uh, a good offensive positioning. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl scored from a cross-crease pass. That was nice. Basically had an open net. Um, uh, Kubelik fanned on a slap shot. Then he gets the puck and backhands it. It almost went in, but it hit the post. And then Slater Cuckoo hits the post. So there's lots of posts being hit by Chicago. Um, the game's tied 1-1 at this point. And then Jonathan Tave scores an odd goal, uh, another odd goal, to take the 2-1 lead on the power play. And then Corey Crawford makes a bad misplay with the puck, and Drysaddle ends up scoring to tie it 2-2. Then McDavid scores on a rebound on a power play, which makes it 3-2 for Edmonton. And then Tave hits a post on a huge rebound chance. He basically had a wide open net, and he hits the post. But I will say Taves has been doing very well this series, keeping up with McDavid. Um, Highmore ties the game 3-3 for Chicago. And then Jonathan Taves scores a redirection with 17 seconds left uh, to get the 4-3 win. Like I said, Jonathan Taves definitely stepped up his play. I mean, he's never, he was never, I think he was on a decline, but not uh, an insane uh, decline. Like there's, he's still a good player, but he's been doing, he's been noticeable. You can tell why he's the captain. So game four, Chicago wins 3-2. to Uh Funny how it ends with 3-2, but started out like 6-4 uh, for, for their first game. But anyways, Josh Archibald scores early for Edmonton with a pass from McDavid. And then Brandon Saad scores a wraparound goal. And to note about this one was that it was turned over by Oscar Clefbaum. And he it was a bad turnover. Even the announcer was like, where is he passing to? Uh... But anyways, it gets picked off by Brandon Saad. He wraps around and tucks it in with his backhand. Uh, Highmore, who uh, I think had... Uh, sorry, I just said his name, too. Uh, second goal in two games. He scores on a tip. And then uh, Crawford and Kubali kind of team up to make a great stop and save uh, from Edmonton. And then Miko Koskinen robs uh, Oscar Kampf. I think it's Oscar Kampf. Whoever, last name is Kampf, <laughs> on breakaway, uh, which was a result of another Clefbaum turnover. So he had two noticeable turnovers this this game. And one of them resulted in a power play. Or sorry, not a power play, in a, in a breakaway chance. Uh, one did result in a goal, though, obviously. And then Ryan Nugent Hopkins ties the game at 2-2. And then... Uh, Chicago, I thought, had a great penalty kill. They had, like, a 5-on-3 for a long time, and they managed to kill it all off. Crawford, Rob, Neal. Uh, Edmonton, I thought, had great pressure, but they just couldn't get past Crawford. 
And then Kubelik scores the game winner with a pass from Taves. Crawford came in clutch with a few more saves. And then Nurse had a nice final chance where he kept the puck alive by kind of blocking it from leaving the zone. And then he took a slap shot but missed the net. So Chicago won that game 3-2 and they won the series 3-1. Series overview. I was kind of cheering for both teams. I mean, uh, obviously I want the Canadian team to win. Uh, but I do like Chicago as well. Uh, they're probably my favorite American team, one of. Um, but it was cool. See, they were they were the underdogs. Edmonton should have won. Uh, but I, I think they kind of just ran into a hot goalie, Corey Crawford, who's been kind of on a decline as well um, and has struggled with injuries, came up large. He was excellent this series, and I'm excited to see if he can keep it up for the next one with whoever they end up playing. Um, but yeah, so overview, uh, I'd say for Chicago, Kubelik and Taves were probably, Kubelik and Taves were probably the most noticeable skaters, I find. They had some good chemistry, and I could see why he got, a uh, Kubelik got a Calder nomination. And then Corey Crawford kind of had a resurgence and, uh, really came up big for Chicago. Edmonton, I, I feel like... I didn't hear a lot of the big stars' names. Like, they were there, scoring. But, like, I didn't hear McDavid's name in any of the highlights as much as I expected. Like, regular season, he was, like, carrying the team uh, to victories. And now he's got more depth around him, and they weren't able to win. I don't know how I feel about that. So I'm curious to see, man, if Edmonton gets Alexi Lafreniere. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, voice crack. But, oh, my goodness. Alexi Lafreniere, McDavid, and Drysaddle on the same line. Oh, man, I wish. But anyways, that's that series. Uh, so that's the first and so far only Canadian team to eliminate. Like I said, Toronto still has a chance on Sun. <coughs> Excuse me, on Sunday. But we'll get we'll cross that road when we get there. Uh, so now let's head over to the East. So the biggest, probably, I think of the whole qualifier, the biggest underdog story, Montreal versus Pittsburgh. Uh, you know your boys came clutch. Uh, Montreal beat Pittsburgh in Game 3 and Game 4 to move on to the first round of the playoffs. Huge upset. Very disappointing for Pittsburgh Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh fans. Uh, but they can suck it, because I don't care. So Game 3, Montreal won 4-3. to three. Uh, Montreal started hot right out the get-go. And Shea Weber scores on a second rebound. Uh, it was second rebound as in Matt Murray. Kind of left hung to dry, I thought, for at least for that one. He made three saves. He made three back-to-back -back saves, and they scored. Um, Price robbed Gensel uh, later on the game. with, And then Patrick Hornquist scored on the power play to tie the game 1-1. Uh, and then Philip Deneau had a nice steal. Um... Couldn't do anything with it, but he had a nice steal nonetheless. Uh, Jason Zucker scored on the power play, put Pittsburgh up 2-1. to one. And then Teddy Bluger scored on the rebound to take the lead 3-1 to one, uh, for Pittsburgh. Uh, but then Price robbed Gensel again, and then Druin scored on a redirection. Haven't heard much of Jonathan Druin uh, this series, but he came in big there. So the, the lead's now decreased to 1. And then Philip Deneau hit the post on a redirection. 
And then, um, oh, excuse me, uh, Byron pushes uh, the puck in. He kind of jams it past Murray and scores to tie the game. Uh, later on, Joel Armia hits the crossbar. Very close goal. And then Jeff Petrie, again, coming in clutch and scores an absolute beauty snipe from the goal line just over Matt Murray's shoulder. And they take that game. Uh, and then in game four, Montreal won that 2 nothing, which is really just a twist of the blade uh, for Pittsburgh. But Crosby slammed a one-timer early in on the game, but hit missed high. And then Hornquist hit the post. Uh, and I thought of note, I didn't notice till later on, but uh, Pittsburgh had started with C Christian Jari, which is interesting. Uh, I'm kind of, I think a lot of people were kind of surprised that they didn't start with him sooner in the series. And I don't even think Matt Murray was bad. I think the defense in front of him wasn't playing that well. And it's, in this game, I thought it was nose. Bulletang, I thought, looked pretty bad. But that's just me. Um, uh, Weber made a huge hit on, uh, Tanev. Uh, Price made a big save on Crosby. Uh, and there were no goals until the third period. It was tied 0-0 heading in. Gallagher had a few nice chances, uh, but couldn't get past Jari. And then Byron slammed the post. And then Jari robbed Gallagher for the second time. Uh, and then Crosby slammed a puck again and hit the crossbar. And then Byron uh, passes it to Lekkonen, kind of behind Matt Murray. He was behind the net and passed it. He kind of lost the control of the puck, passed it behind Matt Murray's pads to Lekkonen, who uh, scores just over four minutes left. And then there was kind of an odd play in Montreal's zone, uh, defensive zone, and the puck kind of just got squished out and s glided right into the empty net, which gave Montreal the 2-3 win. So Montreal won the series 3-1. Like I said, huge underdog story. I don't think anyone expected it. I mean, people talked about the price factor, and he definitely did come big. I do think we have to give it credit where credit is due, and Montreal has played uh, extremely well in front of them, which has been a, it's been a long time since they've done that. Uh, but the whole team, I thought, did a really good job coming together. There were players who stepped up in the absence of, uh, like, Max Domi, who's a big key player. Uh, but Montreal, I think at this point, even if they lose in the first round, they've already made it farther than expected. And I think they deserve credit because at the trade deadline, they traded so that they could, you know, have a better chance at the uh, uh, first overall pick. Like, they didn't plan on making the playoffs. So the fact that they did, uh, I think it is kudos to them. Kind of like how Winnipeg, uh, people were just giving, even though they lost, I mean, people, no one was blaming them for anything. Like, they thought they did, they did honorably. Uh, so overall... Uh, Pittsburgh, Crosby looked good in that final game, but I don't think there was really any player of note. I think Matt Murray was left to dry a few times. And, you know, people talk about how he's... N people have been really bashing on Matt Murray, I find. And, yeah, he has kind of been inconsistent. But I thought this series, he did really well. And it wasn't necessarily his fault. And then for Montreal, Jeff Petrie really stepped up. Philip Deneau stepped up as a top center. Uh, it, it was good. It was a good series. I'm excited to see where Montreal goes with this. So that takes us to our final series that we're going to talk about, and one that I think is kind of hilarious. And I've got a few Leafs fans uh, who I'm friends with, and I just love teasing them about it. I mean, obviously, I'm not in much of a position to tease because Ottawa is Ottawa, but it's just funny. 
so game three, Columbus won four to three in overtime. Obviously, uh, coming up big, uh, scoring four straight goals, or should I say, Pierre Luc Dubois scoring four straight goals. Um, uh, early on in the game, Corpusalo robbed Tavares. Uh, Kasperi Kapanen got a chance as well, and then uh, later on for Columbus, Boone Jenner gets close but hits the crossbar. Uh, and then Cody Cece scored the first goal of the game with a short-handed goal. Uh, and so Toronto takes the one-goal lead. And then Nylander scores on a power play in front of the net. Very nice kind of nifty puck where he play where he kind of grabbed the puck and elevated it. Um, and then Nick Robertson scored his first NHL goal. Very nice one. It was a trickler. Kind of went, I think, five-hole or under his arm. Kind of trickled in. So at this point, Toronto's up 3 nothing, And this is where the fun begins. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois scores the first goal for Columbus on the power play. Matthews hits the post late in the second. Then Seth Jones scores short-sided above Freddie Anderson's shoulder. Very nice goal, kind of like Jeff Petrie's. Um, Kyle Clifford makes an awful turnover, but luckily Freddie was there to stop it. Uh, and then Pierre-Luc Dubois snipes bottom corner to tie the game 3-3. And I didn't realize, but Elvis Merzlikens, Merzlikens, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that, let's be honest, but Elvis, uh, I didn't realize at this point in the game he's playing. So Corpusalo at some point, probably after the third goal, was taken out. Uh, but he robbed Matthews. And then uh, Boone Jenner gets a nice chance after a takeaway. Uh, doesn't convert on it. Anderson makes a few good saves. Uh, and then Tavares turns the puck over and Dubois scores the hat-trick goal. Oh, man. It was bad. Tavares had a bad turnover. And like I said, Dubois scored his hat-trick goal, which happened to be in overtime. So then we go game four. At this point, my friends are going, they don't deserve to make it to the playoffs. Toronto should just lose. Just the utter disappointment in them. But Toronto won this one. Uh, they won 4-3 uh, to uh, in turn uh, in overtime again. Um, starting out, I thought both teams looked pretty good. Marner steals the puck, but Elvis makes a huge save. Uh, Elvis getting the start right off the bat this time. Uh, Cam Atkinson scores on a rebound, so Columbus is up one nothing. And then Elvis makes some multiple great saves. He made a bunch of saves that were excellent this game. He definitely uh, put Toronto on their heels. Um, Gavrikov scores his first goal from the point um, for Columbus, so they're up two nothing now. Riley had an awful turnover. He was just kind of standing there, and he got picked. Um, and then Riley does it again, and uh, Boone Jenner scores this time, which is something he wasn't able to do in the previous game. Uh, so then they're up 3 nothing. But then, William ne in the last like three minutes of the game, William Nylander scores in front, and then John Tavares, with a pass from Austin Matthews, scores a beautiful snipe top left corner over Elvis. And then Zach Hyman ties it with a five-hole goal, 3-3. Then we're going to overtime. Elvis stops Matthews, and then Matthews hits the post, and then Matthews scores on the power play. I mean, you could tell. The nice thing I like about, I think my favorite thing about watching Matthews is that you can tell when he's hungry for a goal because just throughout the game, he gets more and more shots on net. They get more powerful, like absolute bombs. And this one was, and that's what I think is my favorite thing about watching Matthews is just 
when he's not scoring a goal, and then you can just see the hunger in his eyes. He's, I think he's going to win the Rocket Richard. This is, okay, first prediction for next season. Austin Matthews wins the Rocket, uh, Maurice Rocket Richard. That's my first ever prediction for next season. Let's get on record, people. So anyways, the series is tied 2-2. I believe they play on Sunday. Um, I mean, as Sens fans, I don't really care. I think it'd be hilarious if Toronto uh, loses this series. But I kind of want them to win so that they go to the first round and then lose. So I'm cheering for, or for Toronto to make it to the next round just so they can lose. So finally, to wrap things up, let's go over the NHL standings. In the West, uh, Calgary won their series 3-1, so we'll continue following them as they enter the first round. Vancouver beat Minnesota in a 3-1 series. We'll continue following them. And then Arizona beat Nashville uh, in a th the series 3-1, and Chicago beat Edmonton 3-1. I'm thinking what we'll do is not only follow the Canadian teams in the playoffs, but follow, um, sort of like, for example... We'd follow Chicago because they beat Edmonton. So it's like now that they've been in the Canadian team, we have to see where they go. So I'm thinking we'll follow Chicago as well, but we'll see. Toronto and Col and Columbus are the only team, uh, two teams left that have a game five. Uh, they're tied 2-2. New York Islanders won a decisive victory. Thanks for that first pick. 3-1. Uh, to one. Carolina was obviously the only team to get a, uh, a complete blowout. A com uh, what's it called? A sweep. They they won their series three nothing against the Rangers, and Montreal will continue following them as they were the underdogs and beat Pittsburgh in the series three to one. Lots of three to ones. All right. So thanks for listening again to this episode. Uh, it was a very entertaining one. I thought there's lots of cool stuff to talk about. Uh, if you'd like to suggest what to talk about on the next podcast or give any suggestions please follow me on uh, instagram at dj.odog or on twitter at odog62 and let me know what you think um and yeah so thanks for joining uh and i shall i believe our next episode will be on wednesday so i shall see you then